0: Previously on My Best Friend's Journal. By the way, Mama, Glory Hole is a, uh, it's a hole in like usually a public space to allow anonymity for when a gentleman would like to. um, Store,
1: um, store Bibles. Glory, glory,
0: hallelujah.
1: A place to store my Bible. Store my Bible.
0: Dripping homosexual. It is wicked New York City. (laughs) I didn't know Bukaki until Cards Against Humanity. I had to look it up.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because I was once playing it with my in laws, and one of my in laws knew what Bukaki was. And we were like, wait a second, how do you know that word?
0: <laughs> I am on the subway platform with Michaela, the otter, and the otter's friend who I later learned the two of them were like best friends who were like hooked up and kind of had a weird relationship of like oh, maybe- weird,
1: complicated relationships mm-hmm. and young gay men.
0: <laughs> okay. It's like nothing we've ever covered on this podcast. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I tell kick often that, that are, we had all of our adventurous sex and now it is over and I don't have sex in water anymore. We don't do that.
1: Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink! Or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite, favorite podcast. podcast. Yes. And
0: the world's greatest podcast. Bigger Cam! Oprah's favorite podcast! Hey, Cam! Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm good. Did I surprise (laughs) you?
1: You sure did. You look a little crazy today. Welcome to my best friend's
0: journal. Welcome to my best friend's journal. Why do I look crazy?
1: Your eyes were just... I could see the whites all around them. Oh, (laughs) A little manic during that intro.
0: (laughs) That's fine. I thought you were going to make a comment on my hair. I washed it today, and it's freshly curly. And usually when I wash it is right when you're like, have you washed your hair lately? You look gross.
1: (laughs) How was your week? My week was truly great. It was truly... A great week. Truly, it was a great week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How many other ways can you say that? Just rearrange it.
1: Great week, it was Uh, truly. Um, It it was truly that. Um, Yeah, we had a great time. We went skiing in
0: Utah. We being you and Peter, not you and I, to be quite clear.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't go skiing in Utah with you. Um, we I had a-
0: <laughs> believe you you indeed would. You just haven't had the privilege yet.
1: <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding. Um, we stayed. Uh, we, like, holed up in a hotel for the week and had a nice cozy week away from home. A friend came and stayed with the dogs, and it was the first night's... First nights that I've spent out of this house since we bought it back in the fall, so um, it was just nice to get away from home and work for a little bit and have a little escape and spend some time outside in the mountains. We got some good snow, um, some good storm riding. It was
0: it was great. Storm riding. Storm riding. It's when you are skiing. riding. It's, it's, got it yeah what'd you think i said storm writing which makes me think of stephen king's the storm of the century where he writes about a you know a storm Oh. Uh, and i was like oh you're getting into fiction
1: (laughs) um no we we got to just spend some time out in uh in the snow and it was it was a dream i i really it felt great to get away that's that's about all i can say about that
0: lovely did it yield any um you know super gay moments oh right into it huh i'm just wondering it just seems like it would
1: (laughs) uh yeah actually so go ahead and roll it
0: Gay. Gay.
1: Gay. Gay. So when you're skiing, um, it's it's kind of a social sport in that, like not while you're going down the mountain, but there's a lot of time spent next to someone on a chairlift. Um, sure. And so it's, um, I don't know, I, me and my friend Ciara have this uh, concept called chairlift chatter, uh, where because we always just talk about the weirdest most random shit because like it's like every conversation is interrupted and then you get back on a chair a few minutes later and you're back to you
0: know just being together talking about like the ways you could die like what might happen at the end of this
1: exactly like one time on a chairlift she and i talked about her how much she loves broccoli like the entire chairlift and by the end of it i was like this is the most bizarre conversation i've ever had with one of my best friends it was just it's just weird stuff comes up on chairlifts
0: i feel like you ought to you ought to prioritize really good conversation on a chairlift because if you do die that's going to be one of the last things you spend Spoke about. Do you want it to tap in about broccoli? You no, know,
1: the not that many people die from skiing.
0: <laughs> you talk about it like it's such a high risk activity. That's true. You're more likely to get like seriously hurt or paralyzed. In which case, okay. you can probably still talk. So
1: all good. <laughs> so the chairlift chatter and the the weird conversations that that can be true no matter who you're with. This time I was skiing with Peter, um, and we were having just a, a good time. We were you know uh, kind of you get that kind of adrenaline rush and we were just kind of being goofy and we were sitting on the chairlift being kind of like trying to gross each other out with like gay phrases. Um, just like <laughs> talking like, we're like really gross to each other. And he <laughs> leaned over to me and said, I'm going to paint your guts.
0: <gasps> and I oh, wow. was so disgusted by that. I was like, wow. where did you hear? That? I was wondering what you could, possibly say to each other that we haven't already heard i'm like what else is there to gross us out with gay vernacular that's a good one and
1: i had just never heard it apparently he heard it i don't know probably online or in a porn or something sometime but he just <laughs> what i mean he said it in just like the grossest most sincere way and i was i was horrified i was like retching in my mask I Was like you are disgusting <laughs> paint your <guts. laughs> i'm usually the one to to disgust him yeah paint your guts so, that, so i think like, I'm with gonna, semen I assume. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yikes. It is, um, it's the opposite of a pearl necklace. It's an internal pearl necklace. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. So my gayest moment, I guess, was adding to my gay vernacular, my, my gay like shock value. I will be uh, putting that in the old phrase bank and pulling it out at, um, you know, opportune moments to <laughs> at really, at dinner you parties. Know, <laughs> at dinner parties. Well, so it was painting this guy's guts last week. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely my gayest moment. A uh, quick runner up though. It was Peter and I chatting with a girlfriend, and um, uh, he was actually on FaceTime, and I was looking at my phone, and I had to open Twitter, and there was a really, like, interesting dick pic on, like, on the feed right there at the top. Was it lit from all angles? it wasn't lit from all angles, but it was like a dick that was like half hard and like kind of coming out. But the tip was still in the jock and the rest of the shaft was out. I don't know. It was interesting. So huh. I just like turned it around to show it to Peter because that's the kind of relationship we have. And he immediately took his phone, which was on FaceTime with his girlfriend, and showed her. <laughs> and she goes, "She goes, what is that black thing? I was like, what black thing? And I looked and it was a cock ring. And, oh. and Peter goes, it's a cock ring. And she goes, what the fuck is a cock ring? Is it like a toe ring?
0: it's not unlike a toe ring the purposes are are pretty different though (laughs) the purposes are different and
1: you don't wear like a toe ring you know snug at the base
0: (laughs) couple quick things a i wanted to be clear it is um sexual assault what he did but they're close so it's fine (laughs) Um, hey, I guess. no, there's
1: there's, <laughs> no, that is not true. It is not sexual assault because there's implied consent if you have that kind of relationship with a friend. It, yeah, it could be sexual assault if you just show people dick pics yes. on FaceTime when they didn't ask for it. And that is not there's no implied consent in your relationship, okay?
0: Well, as long as I mean, he knows his relationship, so we can assume that's true. The other thing I want to yes. say
1: is she was not mad, she was just uh, curious. mystified by yeah, by the silicone cocker. Well,
0: that's that's my uh, point B over here is how the fuck is this not common i i feel like cock rings are pretty universal i mean not universal but they don't seem that rare i feel like it's an understood thing
1: i don't know that it's understood by all straight ladies uh, especially if that person doesn't necessarily watch a lot of porn um uh, cock rings are very popular in gay culture um because they you know make everything bigger for longer
0: <laughs> why don't you go ahead and explain what a cock ring is before we go any further <laughs>
1: A cock ring is a usually silicone or metal ring that's worn at the base of the penis uh, that uh, some people wear it for a utilitarian purpose because it can help uh, help you stay hard because uh, then once the blood enters the penis, then it can't exit as easily. And so you will you'll maintain a re- an erection longer. So a lot of porn stars use them if they have to stay hard on set for a long time. Some people just use them because it help, it kind of keeps your cock like permanently fluffed, like kind of like bigger. And so people will wear them like in underwear or even in like swimsuits if they want to like show off. They want to peacock a little bit.
0: That seems unnecessary. Um, But it I does, think- It does,
1: but you know it's true.
0: You say base of penis. I'm pretty sure it also should be going around the scrotum. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, there's different kinds. There's, uh, yeah, most cock rings go around penis and balls. There are some that are like divided in the middle. I scrotum, that, like,
0: by the way. I'm so adult. <laughs> Instead of your sack. <laughs>
1: let me know when you're done patting yourself on the back over there one sec by you for using a technical term for your own anatomy
0: all right now Um, onwards go ahead (laughs) there's all kinds of different ones the metal ones do they confuse me i've seen metal um, ones like around balls and dick and i'm like how does it get in there well yeah i think that
1: there's um a little bit of because if it does keep you hard then it's like okay this is this ring is very full so now are we taking like i guess you have to like push one ball out at a time kind of like push it up in your body you know
0: oh yeah that makes me uncomfortable that's like happened to me by Mm -hmm. accident before where a ball kind of goes up depending on the position Uh you're in and i really do not like it drag queens do it all the time when they tuck i know it feels wrong it's not necessarily hurt but it it does feel wrong yeah you're right it doesn't hurt though it's just like a it Mm -hmm. it just does not um Mm -hmm. make me comfortable
1: (laughs) Yep. And some drag queens, like they tape everything back and some like push it up and then tape
0: over it. Yeah. that right. The universal noise now for um, discomfort. Uh, uh, did you have a gay moment? I did. So I had a moment that I honestly I had like three gay moments, which is rare. Usually it's, um, you know, it's more of a struggle to find them when you're in isolation. Um, but I thought for sure my gayest moment was going to be the following story I'm going to tell you but it wasn't. <laughs> Can't wait. It's not even that long of a story. I was just watching, um, it's called Blown Away on Netflix to new... <laughs> and not even, right? <laughs> It's called Blown Away. It's about glass blowers. Um, uh, it's a, oh,
1: yeah. Peter Peter told me to watch that the other day. I was like, why the fuck would I watch a glass blowing show? Well, he's it's like, very it's very popular. Yes, it's, okay. it's um,
0: similar to the idea of a British Bake Off or any mm-hmm, chopped, mm-hmm. you know, reality shows that are kind of daily competitions, um, but with glass. And I had seen... A uh, glass-blowing demonstration on a cruise ship, of all places, when I was doing a gig actually coming up probably this summer in the journal. Like
1: fire and extreme heat, a real problem on cruise ships?
0: Yeah, it's honestly a real mindfuck how they got permits (laughs) to get that on a cruise ship. It was (laughs) on the top deck outside. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. Anyway, I had this mild interest in glass-blowing because of this demonstration, so I watched the show what i did not learn in that demonstration is the vernacular around glass blowing and one term in particular i they kept using and i was like i am getting fucking punked right now who is taping me there's no way there's a tool they use to keep the glass hot and i kid you not it is called a glory hole and they kept <laughs> <laughs> <Yee-hoo>. <laughs> and then i have a quote written down
1: here i, I could not imagine what you're going to say <laughs> like it is called a piss slit <laughs>
0: <laughs> more or less and then the a so the glory hole is what you use to keep the glass hot it's like what they're rotating that rod on you literally stick a giant rod with a hot okay. red tip into the uh-huh. glory hole to keep the hot red tip hot it's pretty on the nose honestly pretty on the the tip too on the nose to the point where They have some contestants quoted as saying, this glory hole is so hot, I'm starting to feel a bit nauseous and dizzy. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I guess it gets really hot in there with everyone, you know, heating glass. Uh I don't know. It was too much. I watched a few episodes. It's like pretty entertaining. It's exactly what I've described. Mm -hmm. It um, ceased to be my gayest moment when a new one emerged. I did my first uh, Peloton class this morning. I figured, yeah, two month free trial. You recommended Mm -hmm. it. At nausea what kind um, of class they're... did you take so it was a um wicked themed strength training class mm. and uh, all the music was from wicked and i thought yeah they
1: have a new broadway series i took the wicked ride the other day it was piss poor but i did scream along please oh continue. yeah i mean the workout <laughs>
0: was piss poor which is to say just my speed it was a terrible workout uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so i thought it was just kind of be the music and I was like that'll be easy because I since I know this music so well it'll go quickly Mm -hmm. I can you know I know how long each song is going to be and it'll help me get through the workout um the instructor literally was uh yelling at us to come on, guys, <laughs> I was like, okie dokie. Um, no, 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 no. I, uh, I, I'm just going to go
1: out on a limb and say, like, musical theater, traditional musical theater is not good to work out to. It is, like, there's a reason that it's not programmed for a lot of, you know,
0: high-intensity training. There were two other people at the gym, and thank God it was on my tiny screen because I can't imagine uh, <laughs> the embarrassment of having them see what I was doing. Was it Cody Rigsby? Is Matthew something? Matt Majacomo, that guy. Yep.
1: Yep. He's one of the one of the gays. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is uh, pretty gay and uh, not a great workout. The woman that did the uh, the alphabet, Elf- the wicked ride was um, she was she's this British lady and she barely talked the whole time. She was an awful coach. And then when that song came on, El what's that called? No good deed. When No Good Deed came on, she was, like, trying to, like, you know, it was only a 30-minute ride, so she was doing, like, highlights and, like, trying to talk about, like, what was happening in the show at this point. And that song came on, and she was, like, describing what was happening, and she was, like, now Elphaba is... Is singing about her sister who's just been smashed by a house. I'm like, that is not what this house is. About. This song is about. She screamed <laughs> "Fierro" at the beginning. Like, I was so pissed that she got the plot wrong. I was like, I'm completely done with this ride.
0: i on, on the opposite spectrum of that. Uh, Matt knew a little too much about Wicked, and he was doing trivia. And he'd say like, if you get this question right, you can relax and recover. If you get it wrong, you have to do burpees. And that's why this was even easier for me i was like duh i'm gonna know these fucking answers so i could just fucking stand around for half the workout because i was killing the trivia so you didn't you didn't choose to do the burpees I anyway did you the cho- burpees anyway
1: <laughs> <gasps> oh, another stink bug just landed in here where are they coming from they're drawn to you baby you guys people don't tell you this about colorado that stink bugs are everywhere and they're like primordial they are tiny little dinosaurs
0: um speaking of you know shitty things you watching any bad content that you'd like to recommend that was my <laughs> real stretched attempt at connecting this back uh, to the show
1: <laughs> no i'm watching too much drag race because not too much actually every friday night did i say this last time friday nights have turned into two drag race nights we watch uk and then us and we got to that last night and that was fabulous um mm-hmm. the other thing we're watching is it's definitely not gay content but it is very good um it's yellowstone i've heard of this it's old right uh well it's in its like third season i think um and it's like a, a drama featuring Kevin Costner um of all people i did not know that he was still relevant he is still very good and this show is like it's very much uh i keep telling peter it's very much like succession but oh, I love succession. montana it's oh. like a it, it's like a complicated family with like a really strong dad no one can quite live up to their dad and there's like a successful older brother a screwed up sister and then a fuck up little brother like it is like it it follows Almost the same trope as far as like setting that bit up, but the drama is very different. The relationships are different that the, uh, the characters are really interesting and it's, it's like high drama. It's fabulous. Really, really enjoying it.
0: Great. I might check that out, but I have a long list of things, obviously, so it'll be a while. I'll, I'll be talking about this in, like, two years. You'll be like, oh, that shit, I don't even remember what you're talking about.
1: Um, <laughs> you will be, but you, you are not allowed to start it until you get caught up on the first three episodes of Drag Race UK, because I'm dying to talk to you about okay. it, and, that, and I, I'm going to, like, force that down your throat. I'm going to paint your guts with it. the first that. time you
0: said that to me today. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds like you have a good balance there of, um, I don't know, super, super gay and, and super not. <laughs> Yeah, got
1: to keep it complicated. What are you watching these days?
0: Well, I just finished *The Good Place*. I'm not going to recommend that because I'm a thousand years late on it, but it was wonderful. <laughs> um, but I did oh. also watch *In and of Itself* on Hulu, which was a a play on Broadway or off Broadway. It was filmed and put on Hulu with the help of Stephen Colbert because he was so moved when he saw it. Uh huh. It blew my fucking mind. It's really hard to explain, so I'm not going to try. I will just say it's generally about identity and the way we view ourselves versus the way we identify ourselves based on other people. Um, It is pretty abstract. It's a really cool narrative. It's a really um, well-done or well-told, I should say, story. And it is— You said in and of itself? Sorry, I'm writing this down for myself. Yeah, in and of itself on Hulu. And it's by this guy, Derek DelGaudio, who is— I don't even want to say anything. I don't want to, like, pigeonhole him because that's kind of what this whole fucking thing is about. But he is an extraordinary sleight-of-hand magician. um, But also, like... I'm not even going to talk anymore about it. Watch In and of Itself. I will say you need to be in kind of an okay state of mind because it really is, um, it will make you think. I cried a couple times and really evaluated my life. It is wow. heavy, but it's also only 90 minutes, so it's it's pretty easy to consume. Okay. It's the kind of show, I mean, I turned my phone off and, and focused. It's that kind of show, uh-huh. or movie rather, um, or play, whatever. <laughs> just watch it. I just implore everyone to watch it. Also, I have been listening lately to jacob collier or collier he's british and his name ends in an r so i don't know if it is collier or collier i don't know if i'm pronouncing it english like c-o-l-l-i-e-r yeah i would say collier my name is jacob collier it's always a weird thing i'm like am i saying it with the english accent or is that just how it's said because it's from an english person you know well Um, i mean that's the french pronunciation no matter what but but the way he says it is kind of who cares anyway (laughs) (laughs) I first discovered him when I was looking for one of our episodes for a version of The Bleak Midwinter when we were talking about that. Oh, yeah. I just needed a version of that song, and I saw him. I didn't put it in the episode, but I was—I uh, remember being intrigued by this guy because he does these insane harmonies. Forgot all about it. He won a bunch of Grammys this year, um, so he was back in my awareness. And I was like, that guy? That like YouTube kid? I dove back in on YouTube. This guy is a musical genius. He... I don't know how to explain it other than saying he is, he understands music in a way that I don't believe many others on earth do right now. I think he, Jesus Christ, Uh, you're very
1: into like the indefinable right now. Like I I have this play that I love (laughs) that I can't describe. And I have this music that doesn't fit any kind of genre. It doesn't sound like it fits a genre. Does it like, is it it pop?
0: It it fits a bunch of genres. Yeah. Like one of the songs that I love is uh, sleeping on my dreams. It's very poppy, but there's also like, some jazz, some electronics, some R&B. There's like, it's very... It
1: defies genre. It crosses
0: all of them because, yeah, because... Would you
1: say it's time to try defying genres?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would absolutely not. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know a lot of uh, Jacob Collier's work yet. I know he's got... He's working on his fourth album in a series called Jesse. He won a bunch of Grammys for Jesse Volume 3. I've only listened to a few songs, but what I've heard and what I've learned about him has blown my mind, so I really suggest everyone check him out. And lastly... While we're in the content talk, um, not not a recommendation, but I just wanted to note on Cicely Tyson's passing. Um, mm-hmm. She is an icon. She is a, I don't, I won't pretend to like be a great scholar of her works. I only really know her from Fried Green Tomatoes and the Help, um, neither of which, what I guess is her most prominent work. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got this huge breadth of work. She's ni- She died when she was 96 and she is. Um, she's been an icon since... Probably, I want to guess the '60s. I know she was a huge inspiration for Viola Davis. Um, she
1: was in five seasons
0: of How to Get Away with Murder with her. I think she oh. was her mother. But she was, I mean, groundbreaking, especially for dark-skinned black actresses. Um, mm-hmm. And anyway, although I don't, you know, I was not like a stan. I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't going to movies to see her. But I do want to say that I served her once at a restaurant in New York. And she was one of the most delightful humans that I ever had the pleasure to serve. Um, she was like, she radiated just joy and kindness. And honestly, like, I, I knew she was famous and who she was. I knew she was an actress, but I, didn't, I wasn't like fanning out over her. But uh-huh. I was just so moved by her general presence. She was so lovely. And I do not say that lightly. And I'll talk to you about fucking Katie Holmes or P. Diddy another time. But <laughs> Cicely Tyson was a treat to serve that is
1: truly delightful to to hear and also that seems to be the kind of um general um like in remembrance that we're getting from people in hollywood like this woman and her just like kind of indefinable like joie de vivre like the the way that she presented herself and and the way that she interacted with other humans was was like nothing you see in hollywood um she seems like she was a, a true rarity
0: i'm honored to have had one brief moment um you know speaking to her and she was yeah just a gift to humanity but what a and, life yeah it's and it's not it's not tragic she was 96 and led, led a beautiful life a groundbreaking inspirational one it's like kind of the most aspirational life i can imagine it was led with intention and purpose and she died at old age you know <laughs>
1: We also lost Cloris Leachman this week. Oh, yeah. I had to look her up years ago because I don't know if you remember this. Did you watch The Office? Yes. Okay. Do you remember there was a season where they had this whole kind of like story device where they were obsessed with this movie? or TV show like the people in the office were obsessed with it and it was, um, they kept like cutting to it. It was Seth Rogen and Cloris Leachman, like in this May, December romance, like in a bathtub together, No,
0: it wasn't Seth Rogen. It was Jack Black. (gasps) Oh, it was Jack Black. Yes. Thank you
1: very much. Those, I mean, they're pretty much interchangeable. Oh, they Um, are so fucking
0: not so fucking not. (laughs) I
1: know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, I know how you feel about Jack Black for the love. He's Um, he's uh, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) um and uh I, anyway i just remember looking her up like who is this batty old lady who the, who agreed to do this th- for the office but she's like a she's a bit of a legend and she yeah, apparently had certainly. a really good sense of humor yeah um she's from des moines as well and my whole the whole in-law side is from des moines and um she's done a lot for like the high school she graduated i think the um high school that my husband and his sisters went to and actually their entire family. um, The auditorium is the Cloris Leachman Auditorium because she donated a bunch of money to it.
0: Interesting. Again, another actress who like don't know her works very well, but still whether or not you knew what movies she was in, you have heard this name and she left a a legacy for sure.
1: Well, we've we've lost two beloved old ladies and these things typically come in threes. So I'm a little bit worried about Betty White.
0: No need. If you're worried about the power of three, Larry King also just passed away. Not a lady, but I think that'll do it. I forgot about that. I mean, okay,
1: well, I wasn't a huge Larry King fan, but he was definitely famous, and that probably fulfills the rule of threes. So, rest in peace, Larry. Keep on kicking Betty. Let's get <laughs> to the journal.
0: Now the time has come for me to admit. I don't think I could be a lineup as fit. Oh, well. My bed is made of feathers.
1: All right. February 15th, 2016. Remind
0: us where we are. I just finished a contract in Florida, Soulmates, and now I am off to a contract in Philadelphia. Okie dokie. Lemon Smokey.
1: Uh, Hokey Pokey.
0: (laughs) You worked way too hard for a Hokey Pokey. Um, It was like a, a Hey Arnold thing. I remember whoever the bully was in Hey Arnold... He, like, got knocked out once, and he was like, okie dokie, lemon smoky, or something like that, and he falls over. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: not Helga Pataki, though. Like, one of her minions.
0: Like, he was a featured character. I don't know. He was the fat one with, mm-hmm. like, a like a weird three-pointed was, face.
1: Oh. Didn't he always have, a like, a belly shirt pretty much on? Yes. Wasn't his, like, t-shirt, like, always up his belly? Yep. Yeah. I remember that guy. Beat it, football head. <laughs> so, February 15th, 5 a.m. ride to the airport with Andrew.
0: Who's Andrew. Uh, one of my castmates, who I haven't mentioned once yet.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty rude. Well, I, yeah, uh, I talk about the didn't four Didn't care guys for and... him, but you no, took that ride. I liked him a lot. <laughs> he was just
0: such an even-keeled guy that he never made the journal, you know?
1: <laughs> yep. You are going to miss the mates. Lots of, oh, ice delays at the airport. Got mm-hmm. to rehearsal for the last hour. Smoked and ate someone's couscous. Oh, I Janine's? I ate someone's What? <laughs> <laughs> It's better because it's your friend Janine smoked and ate Janine's couscous.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Janine. Um, Yeah, I also, again, I have flown from one contract directly into rehearsal for another. In
1: Philadelphia, your current home, eh?
0: Yeah, as as the Philadelphians famously say. (laughs) So anyway, I'm eating Janine's couscous because I'm living... (laughs) I, um... That's how you paid rent? Because I am living with her <laughs> and my other friend, B1, who was her husband at the time. Quick clarification. We had been calling this guy B2. I just said B1 by accident, and then we call him B1 for the rest of the episode. So sorry about the confusion. Um, and we, um, him and I are doing this contract together.
1: And also doing his wife together, apparently. February 16th. Oh, yikes, grocery sola. Sho- <laughs> yikes, sola. February 16th. Grocery shopping at Trader's assuming that's trader joe's
0: there's After trader rehearsal. benedict's uh, it's an off brand
1: <laughs> got high and made pasta with garlic bread yeah um dealing with getting a sublet is annoying as fuck need to rearrange my shitty room and get more comfortable oh yeah this place sucked <laughs> oh I mean, no it
0: says philly room <laughs> sorry it was all sc- i mean fine it was, it was on point in. this place uh was not cute it was like uh Airbnb we had? Well, if you
1: write the word Philly really small and cursive, it looks like shitty without the T's crossed correctly. So, Oh, sure. Um, yeah. I'll buy yeah. it. <laughs> he sketches on the table. Um, okay. <laughs> February 17th. Short rehearsal, then home for homemade soup by Janine Yum. Busted darling. In... How sweet of her. So darling. You're eating a lot of soup. Bust to <laughs> NYC for 12 and a half hours in the city. Very tight schedule to
0: get Kick and Mick married? They got officially married and had their ceremony like a half a year later. Oh. So, yeah, I uh, didn't want to live in sin because that was the biggest reason they were just dying to have <laughs> sex. And uh, you can't do that until you're married. <laughs> we had
1: them on episode 20 and they told us about all the sexual escapades they got up to on that first cruise ship. So you're fooling no one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you also said so excited to be back in the city and to see kick, drank Manhattans and played cards. It was lovely. That sounds like oh, old times to right. me. He just got to America.
0: Yeah, it was. Lovely. Yeah.
1: Coming to America. February 18th. He's
0: very similar to Eddie Murphy. People say that a lot.
1: (laughs) Uh, City clerk to witness. Kick and Mick officially get married. Then you got on a bus to go back to Philly for rehearsal. I
0: do love the Greyhound.
1: Kind of pointless. Wish I had stayed to celebrate in NYC. Smoked and ate. Watched half of Bridge of Spies. You are watching halves of movies left and right these days. Don't
0: regret it. Bridge of Spies did not do it. No interest to go back.
1: Never watched it. Don't know. Like World War II movie or something?
0: Um, It's like Tom Hanks or something. Honestly, it's so unimportant. Don't care. Okay. Well,
1: we love Tom Hanks, but we don't have to love everything he does. February 19th, you had a long rehearsal, 9.30 to 5.30. My <laughs> life is easy, it so seems. A, um,
0: <laughs> you know, a general work day, 9.30 to 5.30, uh-huh. I called a long rehearsal for everyone else in humanity is just work. <laughs>
1: In parentheses, you put my life is easy. It seems. Okay. Sure. Um, found out that we have to shave our heads. Oh yeah. Excited and scared.
0: Excited and scared. I thought um, this is
1: excited and seared. <laughs> excited.
0: I was so excited that I branded myself with a hot iron. Um, yeah, I was. I was excited because I would never have the balls to shave my head unless it was required. But because it was required, I was like, guess I'm doing it. You know what I mean? What if
1: nature required it?
0: It might someday, but up until that point, it hadn't. So it was fun to try out. I mean, it was very scary. And I specifically remember um, one of the people at this theater said to me, and he's kind of, he's, I don't take offense to it because of who this person is. He said, most of your personality is in your hair. What are you going to (laughs) do? that you know what that
1: shitty statement is from what? you know what that is a reference to will and grace oh really because there's an episode where she threatens to either shave her head or dye her hair
0: and will said you would never do that your hair is half your personality Yeah, oh, perfect <laughs> <laughs> also maybe interesting to know that uh one guy who claimed to have an illustrious modeling career. I don't think that was the case. Um, got fired because he refused to shave his head. He was like, "Well, what do I do?" We're playing Marines, by the way. Honestly, we didn't really need to shave our heads. We should have been getting like crew cuts for the time uh-huh. period. But I guess it, couldn't I don't he know. have
1: also just worn a hat.
0: Lots of ways to go around this. I didn't really care, but sh- I get it. I get the whatever he wasn't super into it and this is the first day of rehearsals and the director was like well you shave your head or you lose your job and he was used as an example because he did not shave his head and he got fired and so every can they do that like don't they i
1: feel like they have to tell you before you take a contract if you have to change your look that this seems...
0: theater is shady as fuck in so many ways um okay. <laughs> probably but i'm not surprised that it was you know all shady yeah. i Will also say the guy who told me that my personality was in my hair uh also uh-huh. just recently went on a crazy social media tirade. He's left that theater after being with them for like ever. About this theater? Yes. He was basically their lackey, um, and he was really getting abused at this theater. Um, and he let the tea spill about all kinds of shit and i was like damn get it kid wow not a kid he's an old man but it was fascinating for sure not gonna get into the weeds about it but i was just like i could not believe he was a very loyal servant to this theater and he something changed because he unleashed did
1: you pop some popcorn and get into those comments
0: (laughs) i uh there weren't many comments i think we were all just kind of aghast um but i Uh did pop popcorn yeah (laughs) okay (laughs)
1: as you generally do okay february 20th early rehearsal then bus glenn brought me who's glenn castmate okay castmate glenn um you went from philly to new york yet again how long is that bus an hour and a half oh that's so nice very easy uh In NYC, you were organizing
0: the spare room. So much old stuff. It really became the uh, room of requirements very often. (laughs) But didn't you end up like subletting that room out? Yeah, we did. I mean, that room went through so many iterations. That apartment went through so many iterations. All right. On the 21st of
1: February, you slept in then brunch at Indian Road bottomless mimosas Ah. kicks parents treated oh that's nice
0: um i love indian road the very tip of manhattan
1: the tippity bottom or the tippity top
0: the tippity top (laughs) okay
1: uh sam and aaron came over and we all played cards against humanity then you took a bus back to philly Ah. so much bussing
0: so much fun though
1: did i tell you that last time i played cards against humanity was the night after christmas when my in-laws were all here and my uh things got so rowdy that my
0: father-in-law fell out of his chair and punched a hole in our wall (laughs) Oh, the last time we talked about Cards Against Humanity, I'm pretty sure it was related to Bukaki. Uh, Tell me about your, which was
1: also my father-in-law knowing that word. Uh, so we, um, so we were playing at, around our kitchen table, and we were like laughing so hard. We kept uh, playing the worst cards whenever my mother-in-law's turn to read was, so she had to read things out loud. It was so so fucking funny. It's a really good strategy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, we were just it was one of those where we were crying, laughing, everyone just having the best time. And my father in law like reached like he leaned forward in his chair um, and didn't follow the four on the floor rule. Um, But he like tipped his chair forward to like reach for a card. I am and a notorious was,
0: leaner. I have never in my life done four on the floor. You you English teacher. <laughs> Not at my house,
1: Michael. Um, no, he. It was just. It was on wood floor, and uh, that he leaned far a little too far forward, I think, because he was laughing and not paying attention, and the chair slipped out from under him and went behind him, and oh. one of the legs of the chair punched straight through the drywall. Oh, the legs.
0: <laughs> I thought like my impression of the story was he fell over from laughing so hard, but then instantly became pissed and embarrassed about falling over that he got up and punched a oh hole my God. In the wall.
1: No, if you <laughs> knew him at all, you know, he's not given to rage. He's a no, very jovial man. Um, it was a very shocking moment. And like, everyone looked at me because like, I'm the one that's like precious about the house and had been renovating it and everything. And it, you know, there's a chair in the wall and I looked from, First of all, to my father-in-law to make sure he was okay. He seemed to be. And then I looked at all of his kids in succession. And his kids are such dicks. They were all <laughs> trying to hold back laughter. They, like, had their hands over their mouths, but, like, trying not to crack up laughing. And then I started cracking up laughing. It was one of those where, you know, it just, like, kind of rolled into this, like, who the fuck cares? the hole in the wall. But it was so funny. I just, like, I can see it clear as day looking at bing, bang boom, all three of them. And they were all just, like, ready to howl with laughter. But they didn't want to, <laughs> if I was going to be upset. <laughs> it was That's, really um pretty amazing i
0: went to the face that i got from uh mick and kick when they visited uh there was like a dropped plate of marinara and a couple drop glasses of red wine on my carpet and you know how uh, i'm precious uh-huh. about my new things and uh-huh. they get that face like is do we get to stay do you kill us <laughs> is, uh-huh. can can we laugh about this or do we need to take it really seriously <laughs> We laughed because it, it was farcical by the end. It happened like three times in a row. And after the first red wine dropped, we knew it was actually pretty easy to clean up. It's actually, uh-huh. I've done this too many times to count. You can get red wine out if you just act quickly. Um, yeah. So knowing ink could come out, it was just uh, the absurdity of the amount of times things are <laughs> dropped in the same spot in the carpet was uh, <laughs> was fun. <laughs>
1: uh we joked about maybe putting like a little tiny frame around that hole and just leaving a hole in the wall (laughs) just putting a little a little gold frame at the bottom of the wall (laughs) that's a great idea
0: i love that i still haven't patched the drywall so it's not too
1: late so we are back in the journal it's february 22nd you did almost nothing at rehearsal wish i had stayed in new york i love my place there got high and watched room it was wonderful when Mm -hmm. i get high i get too lazy (laughs)
0: yep that's like one of the things (laughs) although not always a serious side effect the other night i it just depends on like the situation i put myself in i got high but my mind was already very busy earlier in the day and i got high to like try and turn it off but i had my notebook out where i was working and i it like conjured a bunch of great new ideas and actually great ones because i looked the next day and i was like this all still makes sense Uh um it was so you can get the creative high too you just have to you have to plan what you want your high to be
1: yeah that is advice you've given me many times um on the 23rd of february <laughs> another useless rehearsal my solo has been moved off stage awesome with a very angry emoji hand drawn
0: <laughs> i am a real proponent of um not having phantom voices if there are lyrics and a song is being sung it is a director's job to give us a reason why these people are on stage if it's not Uh very clear in the script you do not get to just shove them off stage so the audience hears phantom voices thinking what the fuck is this give them some intent and purpose while what is
1: happening on stage
0: i don't remember but regardless i don't want to hear ghosts just Uh put me Mm -hmm. on stage to sing the song (laughs) that's written
1: (laughs) fair enough if you're singing live you should be visible um, not always, but whatever.
0: To... I'm just annoying and a, and a vain attention-seeking whore. No, you're <laughs> not. If
1: if it's someone's song, they should be seen singing it unless there's a very compelling reason for them to not be. In other productions, is that person singing on stage? Yes. Okay, enough said. Great. So after <laughs> this rehearsal, you went to the gym. The weather is making you sad. You miss New York City. You watched some of the DNC <sighs> town hall.
0: I'm pretty sure weather like this has made me miss Philly, before in the journal when in New York city. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So what is it then friends? The beautiful
1: (laughs) winters of Philadelphia. (laughs) I do Um, remember that on February 24th, you're feeling miserable and undervalued at rehearsal. This is a common theme. I need to do things that make me feel happy, challenged and of value. I feel bad for complaining, but I'm just not happy. I need to adjust myself. So we've reached that part of the contract.
0: (laughs) It was very quick. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't. That's a that's a a constant actor or any kind of like creator theme, right? Like you need the paycheck. It's important to Mm -hmm. earn a living. You also got into this for a reason, and if that feels like it's not being fulfilled, you question what it's all about. You know?
1: Yeah. On the twenty fifth of February, you had rehearsal. Then you went to John's. Is that another castmate?
0: No, John's is this disgusting in the best way little dive bar. It's around the corner from the theater, and it is like, I mean, it is. Back alley trash. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Love a dive bar. The super like the um, diviest. I can't even explain to you how gross it is. But again, lovely.
1: After you went to this disgusting, lovely place, then you smoked pot with a bunch of people and went to the theater to watch Deadpool. That's a great movie to get high for.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, fun. Getting a bad sore throat. Maybe smoke less. Ugh. Zycam, <laughs> and went to bed early. Uh, on the twenty sixth again an unproductive rehearsal uh Janine made a quinoa dish and then you watched Did Steve I eat Janine's quinoa
0: after her couscous?
1: <laughs> uh she's really uh doing beautiful things with ancient grains in that house. On February 27th, B1 and I have colds. Headed to NYC to sort sublet. I
0: think after I was done eating his wife's uh, couscous, him and I made out, so <laughs>
1: you're sharing everything in that house also
0: (laughs) like times have changed i am sick and so i've decided to get on transit and go to new york city Uh and spread my disease to everyone wonderful yeah times have definitely changed can
1: you imagine leaving your house if you weren't feeling good right now
0: think about that though people used to do that all the time you have a cold a little sniffle you you still go to work as long as you have a fever yeah but like you absolutely are spreading that to everyone like you yeah that's true
1: but that's like that's an accepted part of the society that we live in that like if as long as you don't have a fever it's okay people leave the house with colds every day even after the pandemic it's we're not going to go to a place where if people have a sniffle they stay home for two weeks that's just
0: totally but you i think we should go to a place where if you have a sniffle you wear a mask
1: yeah that's what they do in asian countries don't you dare leave the house if you have a cough without a mask on
0: totally it should be i think as embarrassing to have a frequent cough in the future world as it is right now we everyone's embarrassed to cough because of covid um Mm -hmm. even if it's just like a tickle in your throat that's one thing but if you're coughing and sneezing and shit wear a mask
1: i don't i don't want the same shame as like pandemic world if i like if i have a cough like i hate that feeling now like if i have a tickle in my throat and i cough like i i would like for that to calm down at some point
0: i would i would cast the shame on you if you had that cough and were covering it with like a loose fist if you had that cough Mm -hmm. and you had a mask on i'd be like oh he's sick i'm glad he's wearing a mask
1: yeah okay i'm with you on that on February 28th, you had brunch with Hannah at Indian Road. Oh, two Indian Roads in one episode. Mm-hmm. You chowed.
0: After brunch, I'll go back to my abode. And drop a load? And the commode. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Ruin that. Okay, keep going.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, okay, so then you had an Oscar party at your place with Sam and Aaron, Kick and Mick, Gil and Hannah, and Ian. You met with a sublet. Who the fuck is Fun Ian? Night, and I, lo- <laughs> <laughs> all these people that you know, and then Ian. <laughs> I don't know who.
0: I can't conjure Ian to save my life. Maybe one of my friends <gasps> uh, from that list will tell. Hold me. Hold on,
1: I know a spell. Ela <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good Job well done. <laughs>
1: I don't know who the fuck he is. You sorry. You said conjure. Oh
0: um, oh 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 oh. I know it's one of Michaela's friends. Okay. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> well. Thank God we got there.
0: And for listeners, um, this is the same guy, a real throwback here. In the episode, Pee-Pee and the Otter, the <laughs> otter...
1: <laughs> You're going to have to give me an episode number.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, just look through the titles. It's only 84. It won't okay. take that long. Um, <laughs> the otter and I were on a subway ride together, and the otter had like a kind of relationship with this guy, Ian. This guy, Ian, was on the train, but we didn't know it, and he was like watching me and the otter make out, and we were breaking his heart. That's this guy. And now I'm watching Oscar movies with him.
1: <laughs> cool. So he obviously got over it enough that he can stand your company.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's gay people are super weird. It's it, it's not the same <laughs> as, as a hetero relationship. You
1: take nothing away from today's episode. Just let it be that gay people are super weird. <laughs> cool. 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 Um, all right. That ends February. That's February 28th. Oh,
0: wow. Was we it? We
1: got there. Yeah. Great. You know how I like to get through in even two weeks every episode. So here we are. That's done. Did we hear from any listeners?
0: Yeah, we got a lot of uh, fun messages, and I've got a couple here to read. Uh, first is from, who is this from? This is from Ryan on Instagram. And he said, hey, Cam and Mike, just wanted to send you guys a message about your recent episode discussing Fran Lebowitz. It's inspired me to create an assignment for my high school students using her idea that a book should be a door, not a mirror. (gasps) Oh, my God. We're affecting today's youth. (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) As the basis, uh, that quote as the basis for our writing assignment. So thanks for that. My partner and I also watched Tiny Pretty Things based on Mike's recommendation. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that as like an earnest recommendation. It's garbage. It's terrible. Um,
1: Uh, You only have yourself to blame. I I disparaged that from the jump.
0: No, it it was awful, but I I did get through it. He said, which was less rewarding. Yeah, I I know. Um, (laughs) But great background viewing. Okay, so he got the purpose. Thanks for the weekly laughs, Ryan. Um, But I love that he used that, that quote you like. A book should be a door, not a mirror.
1: That's sweet. I love that it resonated with him enough that he would bring it to the classroom. That is, uh, I that one that was powerful. I've thought about that a lot since we recorded that episode.
0: Also, I got a bunch of very sweet people, including my cousin, sending me um, dogs to adopt, and now I'm <gasps> having a hard time because I did open the door to that, and I I'm truly not ready. I've got. Tell me about these dogs. I can't. There's uh, one person sent like four different links to um, dogs to check out. I haven't had the heart to open them yet because I fall in love with all of them and I want to take them. Okay, listen,
1: people. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna tag team this. Send me the dogs. I will review the dogs based on my very close relationship with Mike. Then I will trick him into looking at them so he falls in love with them. But we have to narrow the search. So send them to me, and we'll we'll work on this together. It'll be a team I, I effort. I think the
0: real problem here is I enjoy being selfish too much, and I think I I have to lose a lot of that by taking care of something else.
1: <sighs> we, yeah. Maybe we can just like do an Instagram poll. And then people can vote on the dog that you should adopt. That doesn't change we'll, we'll the figure this selfish out. problem. <laughs> no, but I, well, it might change it. Cause then it can be the thing where I go and adopt the dog and then show up on your doorstep with this dog. That is like, you know, no return policy I'm, or I keep it past the return policy. I don't know how it works.
0: There should not be a return policy. Do not get a dog <laughs> that has a return policy. Um, I'm going to grab one more. This is from Greg on Instagram, and he said, I listened to the podcast on my walk home from the grocery store and put my bags down just as Mike talked about the crusty bread for stew, and I realized I forgot the bread for the minestrone I'm making today. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Also, at cam, soup is a meal. (laughs) uh, Um, At Greg, suck a dick. Okay, so listen, (laughs) you say nice to a kind listener. (laughs)
1: you said minestronia that reminded me i don't think i've told this on the podcast so stop me if i have um my my ex-boyfriend my very first boyfriend he uh he was one that was like 10 years older than me when i was dating him in college and he liked younger guys um Not inappropriately younger, he just liked younger guys. And he would always tell the story that one time he went on a date with this very cute, like 20 year old, and then he took him to a nice meal. And that uh, 20 year old proceeded to order a cup of the Mind And so he had to (laughs) end the relationship immediately. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> um, uh, so anyway that always tickles me when i think about minestrone
0: thank you all for reaching out we always appreciate hearing from you uh, we try our best to read as many as we can um but you know by the time we get to this point in the episode i'm like wrap it up because this edit's getting tough so we gotta keep it short <laughs> um but we do appreciate it and we will we try our damnedest to read as many as we can so keep them coming you know
1: what else we appreciate beautiful reviews so uh you know leave us a beautiful glowing five-star review and we'll uh we'll be happy to read it on the podcast thank you so much
0: yeah ditto that (laughs) ditto oh god i'm my (laughs) third grade teacher (laughs) hi mrs (laughs) (laughs) knise In case Mrs. Kinese is listening, where could she find more of a best friend's journal?
1: She could go to mybestfriendsjournal.com or mbfjpodcast.com or mattbomersabs.com. She could find us on Instagram at mbfjpodcast, or she could email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com.
0: Oh, she should.
1: Yes, yeah, she should. All right, Mike, that does it for this week. Until next time, always remember...
0: I don't care what anyone says. I'll eat Janine's couscous any day.
1: Especially when her husband's in the room. <laughs> Hey, did you know that uh, addiction is with the tip of the tongue?
0: Did you know that a proper cup of coffee is made in a copper coffee pot?
1: Yeah, I've heard that before.
0: Okay. Do you know how unique New York is? Or that red leather is yellow leather? Is it yellow leather? Red leather, yellow leather. Ugh.
1: You know who you just described? Tina Burner's entire wardrobe.
0: I'm over <laughs> Tina. <laughs>